0: I think then um, anybody I can put a name to to promote our sport.
1: The archer who owns all the world records, John Demmer
0: III.
2: You know, the more difficult a thing is, the more important the mental game becomes.
0: I, I didn't eat any supper <laughs> yet either. How about you either. guys? Did you guys eat yet? I didn't eat Oh, either. you know, uh,
1: I got some crunch berries.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. Grayson,
2: It's like me taking three or four years off your eyes just because I weakened
1: that prescription in the shooting eye.
2: And don't put everything into my shot that I should, that I get a lot of drop on those heavy arrows He's just me all the way down. He said, well, you might want to think about going to a lighter arrow in the spring water. And that's what got that started, so.
0: Shooter. Oh, right. boy. Voidables. Edit oh, yourselves. Right yep yeah i know yeah going live right now boys How are you we just got done bsing for the last i don't know sorry we're late everyone i guess people were messaging matt saying why are you guys at well here's the thing we got to have conversations that are off camera and not recorded and you are not privy to those conversations <laughs> because we can't put that out in the public but um it's good to see you guys man i'm I'm not gonna lie i kind of miss you guys we had such a good time and spent so much time together over the last the last few weeks um how's it going maddie what's what's good you're back you're back in colorado now huh
2: in colorado we took an extra week after nationals visit my family up in new york city staten island and uh like I said, did some stuff at the Jersey Shore and we did We had the Great Adventure, which is the best. We had the best day, best weather, went on all the rides. I love that stuff. I miss it. We used to do it as kids. And, you know, it's fun to just take Julie there to do that stuff. You know, she really enjoys it, too. Same thing with the boardwalk, like going to the Seaside Heights. And there's way better beaches there, I know, but that's what we did when we were kids and teenagers. And when we could drive, we'd go there during the summer. And we loved it. And um, we had a great time. And then we drove home um because we drove out to nationals and it was 14 hours from staten island to st louis hung out with our aunt and uncle and then we drove another 13 back to colorado it was exhausting but we got home last friday so we had the whole weekend to kind of decompress and chill and yeah but yeah we're back and things are fun
0: good stuff man john i know we were just talking about your garden a little bit but you've uh you've uh you got a chance to play with the xd um i know i know you're not shooting a ton but like you happy you you like it
1: yeah it's a nice riser um i think it's a little bit nicer than the xi i'm looking forward to shooting it uh some more and if uh i don't know what's coming on the horizon for any other releases and if there's not going to be any other releases then i'm going to be shooting that probably all indoor season
0: that's a that's a big statement i mean it's that's you know you're you and the epic is that it's a that's a hard relationship to break up so you know uh and the x i really as well because you're always back and forth but yeah that's that's good man I'm, I'm i'm glad to hear it i'm glad to hear it i can't wait to uh to get my hands on one here in the next couple of weeks but good stuff um well i, I guess we'll just, we're just gonna get right to it all right maddie because this show is this, this show is, is Matt Yaka's show. I'm not gonna lie. He's like, we've talked about it before. And then you kind of went off a little bit of a tangent on live feed when we're trying during the bronze, I think it was the bronze medal matches. And I was like, you know, like, we need to talk about this. Like, this isn't, this is a show in and of itself. And, uh, you know, and, and it's funny because, even today, like I shot today, and I've been playing with my tab again. I remember I told you I was going back to that single strap situation. Freaking thing kept coming loose on me today, and I've been playing around with it. I think I finally have everything squared away. But that's one of those things, like, you have to test that in in a tournament before you're going to know if it's going to work the way you have it set up or not. And it didn't work, I will tell you that. But I have it figured out now. Shout out to Rob Yanny, because he hooked me up with a – uh, a thing like you uh, um i don't know what you call them like the things that are on the yoast tab the to, to keep the cord tight it's
1: like a bungee it's like a bungee, bungee yeah like oh.
0: the, the, yeah the button yeah the, the button okay so but i ended up taking I, I, I told everyone like i'm trying to yeah one of those i want to get away from the three finger because it's I, honestly it's just a pain in the ass i i taking it on and off i just get tired of it and i and this the stuff i had just kept stretching out stretching out stretching out had to replace it had to move it and i'm like gosh like, like like you're constantly i feel like i'm constantly going through it so i got um it's probably a half inch <laughs> so it's probably a half inch wide <laughs> yeah yeah man you know you know where my brain went there i was like it's not i shouldn't be saying that on live feed um
1: you can talk the truth right yeah, yeah, no, yeah we don't
0: we don't care it's a nylon strap like <laughs> I'm, I am ignoring the conversation um, <laughs> at the moment, like something like this, my backpack here, you know, it's it's an actual like really good nylon strap, but it's like a half inch wide. And I ran that through because that's, if it's wider, almost like, you know, having a ring, like it's wider and it's more stable. I'll be honest with you. When that's tight with, with what it's all tightened up, it feels the same as it did with the three finger. So I'm actually pretty pumped about it. I just have to find more of that size strap. So I know a couple other people in in my circle here are going to are going to try it and I'm going to make that that Yost tab adaption because you know again it's it's a wider strap on your finger and it it doesn't let the, there's no left <clears throat> movement and you can still spin it around the back of your fingers and pull your arrows and all the other mumbo jumbo but I needed to try it in the tournament and to really get an idea, like, is this thing gonna last? And I had it spun down below the plate and pulled out the bottom, but it kept, it come loose on every arrow. I couldn't keep it tight. So I ended up just doing it the same way as your regular Yost, it's just a different strap that's more stiff and stable, but anyway, so. And I
2: use a similar strap system and I take my tab off after each end. I, I love that strap system versus the single um, single yeah. string or the bungee. Yeah. Uh, I don't I like that strap system it just this this system happens to move a lot and I don't really care for that
0: yeah I'm like the same
2: strap system because it's stable
0: yep that's exactly what I was doing too but I just I, I keep stretching out it, it, and I think it's just it could just be the quality of the stuff that doesn't it stretches out too much like you take it on you have to stretch it to take it off and stretch it to put it on and it's just your back and forth back and forth and and I just Like I wanted to try to find something that was maybe like an in-between. And now that that thicker more, I I didn't take a picture of it. I'll either make a video or send it out. But when I put that on there, like and made it tight, it felt the same. It didn't move. And I think it's because that strap is that much. It's, it's like a ring, you know, it's, it's so much wider. It doesn't go anywhere. But I, again, John shoots the good old fashioned Yost's bungee and you you know it obviously doesn't matter for him so it's just a personal preference thing but well anyways your tab right when you hold your your tab tab right in the first place (laughs) put your tab on and just shoot that's what it that's what it should (laughs) so all right this is episode 67 ish um and this episode is all about avoidable tournament mistakes avoidable tournament mishaps, avoidable, very avoidable things that you can control that won't cost you points during a qualification, a match, a head to head, whatever. Matt Yaka. Let, where, do we, where do you want to start, man? Where do you want to start?
2: I'm going to start with Robbie Weisinger who just called me and I had to hang up on him. The kid calls me, you know, three times a day. I'm his dad for crying out loud. I'm going to Did start he have with- his
0: shirt
1: on or off? Yeah. Was his shirt on <laughs> or off?
2: He just I don't know. He FaceTimed me. I hung up on him. I didn't answer the call. <laughs> Robbie, you get get Robbie on here too if you want. Um, but I'm gonna start with Robbie. And the reason I say that is and I asked him for permission, I said Robbie, do you care if I talk about this? Because we're gonna do the podcast. And he said, No, absolutely. He goes, If it helps other people, he goes, That's what we're all about, right? So we wanna you know get get the message out there as to why we do this podcast or why, why we have these conversations is to help others. Right. Not just, right. you know, that's the greatest thing about Berbo and this family is that we don't really have secrets from each other. We are truly here to help each other. Um, starting with John, you know, John, since I've known him, very helpful, helpful to everybody. Um, everybody I've ever met in this, I'll just keep using that term. Family has been very helpful. Um, in talking to others, whether the information's exactly accurate, perfect, or the way it needs to be, or people just trying to be helpful, whether they know or don't know, I don't know. But Robbie's message was, yes, if this information is if this information's going to help others, um, tell them this story. We have, And, and it, starts with, it starts with Robbie um, this past summer when we did uh, field nationals and we did team trials for this upcoming world championships we're going to be doing the first week of October, which is about a month. We, Robbie kicked ass um, pretty much through the entire shoot, right? So Robbie won. He took gold at nationals. He did not lead day one. Uh, there was some other guy who, uh, who was leading. And then we got um, uh, flighted on day two. And it was uh, that guy. I'm sorry, I forgot your name. Um, that guy, Robbie, myself, and Stonebreaker? Oh,
1: yeah. Ryan Davis, maybe.
2: No, it wasn't right. No, it was. So that's how it ended up. It was me, Ryan Davis, Robbie, and this other guy. And then Rick was, Rick was right behind us. He was in second flight. He was in the next, gosh, I don't know, Frank, if you want to look it up the kid's name um, he was kicking ass. He was like 20 points ahead of everybody um, after day one, which was unmarked round. So day two, we get um, flighted together and um, Robbie did well enough, I, it was crazy. We had a, quite the fluctuation of people moving around and Robbie, even though held his position, this, this guy who was in first really fell, fell far down the ladder um, on Mark day. But when we were getting to the nuts and bolts of everything and then we started shooting for the team trials, Robbie made two mistakes that cost him big points. <clears throat> and that's how this whole thing started. I'm like, wow, we need to start talking about this stuff Uh, in in podcasts or in general and getting information out there mistake number one was we move up to a target and it was the four targets so it was uh you know top you know you have left right top left right bottom and Robbie was up first and he was shooting um I believe if I remember correctly he was shooting left top and he stepped up to the stake And it was a quick, it was an easy shot. It was a 25 meter shot. Robbie stepped up and he shot my target and he shot one below and I looked and then um, Ryan Davis was sitting next to me and we kind of looked at each other and we were like, did he do the wrong thing? And I was like, dude, hold out. I said, look at your target. And he dropped the OF bomb and uh, realized that he had shot the wrong target which you know we can't go it's okay dude mulligan you know you know how that goes it's, it's we, we all play rules by the rules we all play fair and he knew he had to eat that one so he shot his other arrows at his correct target and it's a simple mistake it's that's and just what happens here is that simple paying attention and things like field archery it's more it, more important in that realm right because there's a lot going on which target are you shooting at? When do you shoot? You know, it's, you all, you got to play that correctly. And so it was a simple mistake. It was the only time I saw it happen, but it happened. Um, Later on down the end of the match, we were shooting again and he stepped up to another stake. Uh, It was like a 40 yard shot. Yeah, it was a 40 yard shot and he stepped up and he shot and it hit pretty high. Like, It was on one of the bigger targets, of course, and he shot a foot high, and I thought he just crawled wrong. He crawled incorrectly, and he shook his head, and he's like, okay, but those are points, right? You know, you're talking four or five points at a time. Every time you do that in field, that that can, you know, you're toggling people around pretty quickly, and he shot, he, he drew up again and shot, and he almost hit his arrow in the same spot about a foot high, and I'm looking at him. He turned and looked at me. And I'm like, I looked at him. And then he looked down at the stake. So Mark day, our stakes are marked. And he looked down at the, the, the stake. And it was a 40-yard. And he was shooting for 50. Right? So he, it was a very simple mistake. It's like one of those things we look at. And, you know, OK, it's 50. And when we know, we go to our crawl. And that'll bring me to one more thing. And then you can interject as you see fit. So he shot two arrows, hit a one. I think on both of them. And then on his last one, he shot up, you know, like a four or five. I can't remember exactly, but big points that cost him right there just because he didn't simply pay attention to that stake. And then one more on the same note is the tab, right? So I made this mistake twice on the easiest targets. um, And it was because, you know, again, we're a friendly group, especially Robbie and I, you know, we're such good friends, we chit chat, we have a good time with each other. And it was a five meter shot. And it was like, you know, those are the, they're not give by any means, they're, they're not. But when you crawl to a 10 on your five, now you're, you know, yeah, sure. We're shooting at that thing, it's this big. You know, it's now it, you're hitting here versus here. That little dot is tiny. And it's that's eating points. Oh, the kid's name was Cole, by the way. Yeah, Cole.
0: Robbie, put Cole, is it? Uh, does his last name be given with a D?
2: I don't remember, but his name is Cole.
0: Okay. Yeah, anyway, Cole. No anyway. Words.
2: anyway, so simple mistake. You know, I go up and I, you know, if I look at now, what I ended up doing was if I get to my tab, I'm just for argument's sake, let's just say this one's my five yeah. and two up is my 10. I would go and just instantly grab that five, take the shot, instantly grab that five, take the shot. And at this kid, and this, this, the first time I made the mistake, Robbie distracted me. He's like, don't screw it up, dude. You know, like one of those. And I turn and look at him, whatever. And I put my fingernail on the 10 and I shot it for 10 and that arrow just hit high. Right. So yeah. it just screwed me up just a little bit. And so one of that, that thing, what that did to me was taught me to out loud not out loud but in my no, i'll just say 5 10 whatever you know just okay. nice and quiet mm-hmm. and what now i do is i go 5 10 15 20 whatever to the one i need to go to 5 10 15 20 and i say it three times Five, ten, whatever and i stop on where i need to be saying it saying the mark as i touch the mark and then i know that i'm in the right one that's a simple mistake right and it all comes about where if you ever read any books about being nervous um, with, win, you know, with winning in mind, I don't know, any of the basher of books, any of the, any books that would keep you from just being nervous. You can't control outside stuff, right? We right. can't control who's watching us. I think people be standing there like this, Demmer, you and your damn freaking scope watching me shoot. That made me nervous, right? We talked about that one time, but now we know we can't control those things, but these are the things we can control. Things like our equipment, tabs, looking at, you know, the markers and taking the shots at the correct distance. Yeah. We have a list
0: of these things. By yeah, way. we do. We do have a list, but I think there's <laughs> going to be a lot of ad lib to this because as you're talking about the field stuff, so, you know, I shot NFAA free field nationals for the first time ever. It's the first field I ever shot bare you know, and, and John was helping me. We went to practice day. And I, the first thing I'm going to talk about has nothing to do with archery, it has to do with hydration because. Right. We, it was like the hottest week in Pennsylvania that we had had all year long.
1: We, Can we stop for a second, go ahead, because we're going on a tangent here. Oh, yeah, I want to yeah. I I go back to what Maddie was saying. Oh, go
0: ahead, go ahead, go ahead.
1: Um, so how did how so you gave the problems? So let's give them a solution on how to fix stuff like that. So, usually, what happens when you're in the field archery, um, when you go up in pairs, usually, kind of like Every every shot I've shot, every shoot I've shot, even like a world championship level, like you're, you're competitors, but you're almost always like working together. Like, um, it could be saying like well in the world championship, you're always shooting with a different country. And a lot of things we do, like we, with Frank uh for the NFAA stuff, when you're first up, usually what happens is all right, we're top target, right? Yep, top target. Okay. And then then we go from there. Um, if we're on the bunny target where we got columns, we we're like, we're first and third, right? Yep, first and third. So like it's a confirmation of things to so you don't screw up and shoot the wrong target. Um and then the second thing, just like you said, um on the unmarked, we're not allowed to talk about distance, right? Until everything's shot. But the marked distances we're allowed to. So, you know, you get up to the stake, you're like, okay, 40 meters. 40 meters okay 40 meters so you crawl the 40 meters you're not gonna screw it up because you just told yourself 40 meters and on the unmarked you're like whenever whatever you judge your distance um whether you bracket or just go off a line of sight or whatever in your mind say it in your mind okay this one's 35 meters okay 35 meters okay and then count however you normally count you know i i go on the tens i go 10 20 30 35 and so i'll do that like it's said in my mind how far it is. I said it two or three times, so I can't forget it. And then I crawl it 20, 30, 35. Okay. So that's, that's ways to combat that is, is, you know, reassuring vocally or just um, mentally on what target you're shooting when you step up the stake and make it a habit, make it a habit. Even if you're, even if you're the second group up and you're shooting bottoms, you just say, okay, shooting bottoms. That'd be the first thing you do when you step up the line. Yep. Same thing with you're shooting tops, step up the line. Okay, shooting tops. And that way, you, you're never going to screw up and, and shoot the wrong target. <clears throat> this guy shot the wrong target I at was the just, World I,
0: Championship. It was on and it. You shot the wrong shooting. target at Nationals.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, NFA is different. That's annoying. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and that's annoying. But uh, I shot the wrong target at uh, uh, one of the World world championships and i missed shooting for the team um because i lost my spot to ben two points
0: oh because you shot the wrong shot, shot a
1: five on the wrong target yeah easy easy
0: fix right yeah 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 the, I- well, that was
1: that was that was prior to like that was the first one i ever did so there's a lot of uh trials and tribulations to work through
0: the the reason i was kind of going back to nfaa and and to kind of get a to go one step ahead of even getting yourself to a point where these mistakes can be made was the hydration because if you in those situations because if you get dehydrated like i woke up with a headache the next day so not only is it, i thought it was just allergies but then at some point throughout the day my vision started to blur and you know i talk about all the time my glasses if i have my left eye blanked out everything's clear it was blurry tip of the arrow was blurry target was blurry can't shoot that way and i was like you you start making more mistakes on those small things when you aren't staying ahead of your hydration and all the other stuff i had to learn it the hard way if if you notice like even all of us now and even like john will walk through the house he's like hey did you drink water did maddie like hey did you drink water you guys have like we ha- um Scott brought the uh, liquid IV, I think it was, or something like that, those packets, you know, and all that stuff. Like that's a very preventable, a thing that you can do that you're doing that has nothing to do with archery, just like getting sleep and, and eating good food and all that other stuff that will help, pre- help you um, to not make all of these very simple mistakes that can cost you points throughout the entire weekend or tournament or whatever. <laughs>
1: Yeah, so, and it's it's good hydration too, not just yeah. water. Water is yeah. not, water's not really that good. Um, that goes no. right through your system and flushes right out. But yeah, and that's yeah, what I, I did the
0: first day. I was just pounding water. I'm like, oh yeah, it should be good. And you're like, and you were yeah. like, no, oh, here, take this. <laughs> this you're
1: like, drink it. Yeah, I'm gonna watch you.
0: You better drink it. <laughs> and I mean, and I've never gotten dehydrated before, at least that I know of, and that was the first time, and it was the weirdest thing. Like, like. You know, Maddie, you know, when you go and you look at your tab and you, you count, you know, and you're like five, 10, 15, five, 10, 15, there's moments where during that weekend where I, like, while I was struggling with that, where I was doing it and I just couldn't comprehend, like, where the hell is this crawl at? And it's, it's probably why. And I didn't even realize, right. it. and it's such right. an easy thing. And mm-hmm. so, I mean, yeah. And, and, and cr- kudos to um tara demmer because she packed him full of all kinds of stuff for nfaa and you know thank god she, thank god he had it because it it made a world of difference and you're never going to larry wise told me this one time you're never going to catch up on hydration you need to start the day before and then right. two up. days before uh-huh. yep. yeah two days before i guess is the is a rule of thumb yep
2: there's definitely a i don't know if you guys are into podcast but i'm a I'm a geek on physiology podcasts, and
0: sure. um,
2: you know, that's what I do. Right. So, right. and there is definitely an optimal level of hydration for performance. And it works out to roughly four ounces every 15 minutes. It's a lot of water. It's a lot There's of things. John's of water. right. Not necessarily water. I, Julie and I are big fans of the liquid IV. I got turned on by a buddy of mine, Randy. And um, yeah, liquid IV is just one I really, really got like Pedialyte's a good one too. Electrolytes is not just salt and sugar and, potassium it's not salt it's sodium they're not the same but um you're right and during field nationals is one of those <clears throat> times when i really tested that and i was drinking nonstop and it was like you don't realize your lack of performance when you're dehydrated you just don't realize it you know right. it's, it's, dehydration is not something you go you, you realize by going oh i'm thirsty i must be dehydrated no if you're thirsty you're way you're beyond, way beyond yeah yeah it's right. you know dehydration is <laughs> So is a cellular level that people just don't see
0: right and you need to keep drinking so after that experience matt i I, like even with shooting nationals shooting at the tournament today i walk back every end i'm grabbing my bottle as the hydrate liquid iv in it and it's it, it might not be four ounces i mean it's but i'm taking a drink you know i'm conscious it's a conscious thing that i'm doing every end walk down come back so what's you know what's a what's an end of shooting two that's four minutes it's probably close to like 10 to 12 minutes mm-hmm. from the from, for the whole transition of both lines go down score come back whatever yep. and you know and you're so you're baking in the sun for that for that amount of time you know mm-hmm. you have to look at it that way and now from now on i'll 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 never do that again you know mm-hmm. it's and, and yeah, when yeah. it comes to shooting the wrong target if your mind's not right and you're you're struggling and you're like you know and then and then you start making mistakes and you don't know what mistakes you're making. You don't know how to fix them, because and then then if you start thinking about the mistakes and thinking about and you forget about drinking water and or hydrate hydrating and whatever. It's just it's such a snowball effect. And I, I I wanted to make sure that we talked about that in in depth because it's just one of those things that can really turn into a shit show if real real fast. So but anyway so all right. So we definitely covered some field stuff. Is there anything else you guys wanted to talk about in relationship to the field game maybe, or any of that stuff that Uh, we've talked about? Well, it's just
1: shooting enough arrows. Make sure you shoot all your arrows. Um, It's a very simple thing. Um, Always like if you're shooting field for USA, it's three arrows. NFA, it's four. Um, Always keep that in your number one slot, whatever your quiver is, put that in your number one slot. So you don't have to sit there and look through a target full of arrows mm-hmm. and see if you count how many you shot. Always have that in that same slot. So when you look back, okay, it's empty. You shot them all. Or you look back and you're like, oh, I got one more. Um, yeah, make sure you shoot all your arrows. We we see it every year. Someone forgets to shoot an arrow. At least one person. It's usually two or three people shoot mm-hmm. five arrows for Target Nationals
0: and set up six. Yeah, that's good. That's that's real good advice um
2: i always take seven to the line just a side note um for 50 I meter,
0: have, you
2: mean? yeah for 50 meter i always take no. i'll take you know i have a whole batch with me but i always take seven to the line and the reason i do that is, and i saw it's funny because john and i obviously you and i were shooting on the same target i think it was like one of the first or second ends i get up there and i'm like i see an arrow laying on the floor it was one of yours you must have threw it down or something <laughs> but it was like two you know, a yard in front of us but I do that just in case I knock an arrow or something or something slips or maybe a knock's broken I didn't see and I always have one left. Then I know I shot all set all, all six arrows and I just have one remaining. If I need that extra one, it's there.
0: Well, and I, having having that extra arrow is also a preventable mistake because a lot of people will go at six because they're like, oh, I don't want to shoot too many. But what happens if, and like that one demo, I think you put an arrow on and you went to set your hook, hook or whatever and it popped off and just like shot straight out too far away to pick up i mean it was it was within distance It probably could have but it's easier you want to grab that other arrow or like you said what if you pop a knock you know and you go to put that arrow on and that knock you can tell that that arrow that knocks cracked even
2: sorry at target nationals real quick didn't mean to cut you off but when we were at target nationals i loaded an arrow and i drew and you know like you can see a glare on your arrow immediately just and the glare was weird it was like it was like really shiny and then it had like a rough spot and i i took it and i unknocked i took it off my knock and i looked at it and held it in the light and it was actually broken the arrow was broken like it was like hit by another arrow and i could see the fibers what i was looking at were the fibers of the carbon and i'm like oh man that arrow is actually broken but thank god i noticed that of course i put it away and then i took the knock off of course and then I took another one. So, but I had another arrow right there, but it was the same kind of scenario. You didn't, I didn't realize when I inspected my arrows, arrows get hit, right? And then next thing you know, you got a broken arrow in your quiver. You didn't even know it.
0: Yeah. And what we, we, um, when we shoot any game, really, when I pull my arrows, I I do, I look at all of the fletchings to make sure I don't have one. It's, especially 50 meters. If you have an, like, if, like, say, you know, one pops loose or you have some contact and are starting to tear you all you need is one arrow to that fletching to come off while it's going down there that arrow starts to freaking corkscrew and then you never you don't know where it's gonna go and like like those are preventable preventable mistakes testing the knocks like we shoot biters you shoot biters too matt shoot biter knocks and i like i shoot the pin knocks and i'll you can you flip you can spin that arrow so that that knock it always breaks on that seam that's where it cracks most often the the seam on the mm-hmm. wider and you just push a little bit on that and you'll be able to tell if it's cracked or not you know and like there's just those are the things like you got it you have to get you have to make it you have to replace a bad habit with a good habit well the bad habit is not checking them the good habit is checking them so right. you know make it a, every arrow every end pulling your arrows look at them you know, and, and sometimes we, d- we probably don't, you know, or we'll miss one, but make it, make it, um, you know, a step in the whole process, you know, that's, yep.
1: I check my tape on my fletching every end, every end. Yeah, yep. the, the, uh, the black tape that holds them down in the front mm-hmm. and the back. I check them every end, just in case you do start wearing that front one out. Cause that's it. When it, when it pops that vein, I know where mine's going low is it low right it's going in the dirt in front of the target <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just going to
1: parachute it's just going to parachute and just and slow yeah. right down go straight right down into the dirt 10 yeah. points right there
0: <laughs>
1: yeah exactly I think mean... it's like five points but whatever oh come on. come on
0: it's uh it's still unfortunate no matter who it is or what your score is you don't want that to happen it's a preventable right. mistake and and you don't want to bleed those points you know <clears throat> It's different where you make a bad shot you shoot a six you shoot a five it happens whatever move on you no know? but that's one that you can't get back and that's one that you could have that that could have been the most beautiful shot in the world and but you just needed to check your arrow when you were walking back from the target that that that, that end before so um all right that's 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 good stuff that's part of, that's again i I told you this was gonna be a you know, we have this list to get through and it's just that we, I knew it was going to go this way, but we, we can get into, we can get into some other stuff. Um Let's talk about equipment a little bit, Matt. Let's talk about like pre-tournament equipment checks. I think is probably yeah. the best way you and I mm-hmm. both had issues at nationals. Um, mm-hmm. Goofy stuff, you know, and, but it happens, you know? So let's, let's talk about that a little bit.
2: And this is, I think, the easiest thing to control of everything we got going on, right? So assuming you're a prepared archer, you've been prepped, like you're not last minute, day before a tournament, trying to figure stuff out. Assuming you have stuff figured out month or months in advance and you have everything, your bow shooting exactly the way you like it shot. Um, The tiller is correct. The brace height is correct. It comes down to marking your equipment, the way it's shooting its absolute best, starting with simple things like brace height. I like my brace height at a particular spot. And what I do is I take my T-square. I actually flip mine. So I take my T-square, I put it in the throat of the grip, and I mark back the other way. A lot of people do that. Some people do it toward the plunger. But I mark it, and I actually take a Sharpie. I can go get my T-square in a minute. But I actually mark it right on the string so I don't have to remember or write down where... like what the exact distance is from the throat to the string I just mark it with a pen with a marker and then I also do the same thing for my top and my bottom limb pocket right so from the limb pocket to the string limb pocket to the string top and bottom I want them in the exact same spot on that day when I was shooting and everything was ideal I marked my t-square and then more most importantly which is what I didn't pay attention to at nationals why this whole thing came up is I actually mark my knock, my my um, the knots that I tie for my knock locators, if you will. I mark the whole knock locator from top to bottom. i t- we're talking nothing, right? But I mark the bottom and I mark the top on each one, and I use the shelf of the riser as my level playing field because the shelf doesn't move. Whereas if you put the T square on the string and mm. use the button it's that will move there's too much play going on there mm. i should get my bow to go demonstrate this and show people what i do but um if when you get to a tournament and you set your equipment up the first thing you do is string your bow dry fire it a couple times or give it, make sure those limbs are seated and then check your brace height check your tiller make sure your limb bolts of course are tightened make sure your weight on your Riser is tightened. Make sure your sling is there. Make sure all the basic things that you have yeah. to do that are so easy to check that it's a hundred percent in your control. And me, in my case, it, for people that don't know, in this last tournament was my knot at the top. My t- I should have changed. I knew weeks in advance. See, I was I'm a prepared archer. But I, and I even said it to myself. I was just running late for time. I said I should reserve my string and tie new knots on. And I was like, Nah, will be okay. And then I was getting closer and closer and at tournament after day one, I shot okay at day one, day two, I started shooting crappy. And what was happening was I don't like much play between my arrow and those two knots. And there was getting more and more play. And I'm like, hmm, usually when that happens for me, it's the bottom knot drops down. And so what I was doing was I was twisting it, but what was happening was the top knot was moving and my knots were getting higher and higher and higher. And as we saw in my shoot-offs and the last couple of days, my arrows were going lower Lower. and lower and lower. lower. And Frank and I were talking, of course, and I'm like, man, my crawl is just working its way up. I don't know what the hell is going on. Well, stupid ass me, I should have taken my square and looked at my marks and my measurements and I would have seen that those knock locators that I tied on were moving and I would have put them where they belonged, and I would have beaten both of you and Demer and I would have one again and it wouldn't have been a uh, fluke
0: uh, never <laughs> oh, <year. laughs> man. No, no, no,
2: but you get my point it's just yeah. checking your equipment and you know doing those little stupid things that man so easy it was yeah. so stupid right when you look back at it you go man if i just would have used the tools that i have on a regular basis and seen that i the mistake i was making but there you go
0: Oh, it's... even limbs
2: right did you have a limb did i hear there was a limb issue maybe like a wrong limb like so sorry i mean to cut you off frank but no you're uh, good i uh, wasn't gonna
0: say anything though. you're good
2: but but um when so yes some of us are fortunate enough to have multiple setups i brought two setups and if let, let's say i have two sets of velos and i take you know uh, uh two tops or a top and a bottom or a a 46 and a 44, and I took the wrong limbs and you put the wrong limbs on, the on your riser. Don't say it doesn't happen. Cause it could happen. You know, if you have multiple sets of limbs, you could put the wrong limbs on your bow or the wrong string that you have, you know, been shooting, whatever. I don't know. There's
1: it doesn't lots happen. lots
2: of respect. <laughs> <happen. laughs> so,
1: so how I combat that? Cause I, I, I have lots and lots of limbs. Um, those broadband limb savers, man, they come in so many different colors. And so yeah, I yeah, always pair yeah. up the same limb with the same color. Um, so yeah. I might have, I might be shooting green ones today. I might be shooting purple ones tomorrow, or pink ones. Um, but yeah, piggyback off Matt a little bit, the T-square thing. Um, I have four measurements on my T-square. Um, I didn't do it this year. I got a little lazy, but uh, the t- same T-square, I do a little different. I put it on the string. Mm-hmm. And then what I, what I do is I actually put masking tape on my T-square, both this way in this way Mm -hmm. and then i put uh, a sharpie uh, mark on the masking tape and then i cover the masking tape that's marked up with another masking tape so that those those marks never bleed and they stay the same so oh yeah yeah, i'll I'll put this square on the string i'll mark the plunger hole or the plunger button and i'll put a little sharpie uh, the thickness of the plunger pin so that's my brace height and then where I run it off the plunger, I put a Sharpie thickness of my uh, arrow knock. Um, I don't do the top or bottom knocks. I actually do the hole in between the two knocks and I mark the hole. And then I'll take that same T-square, I'll slide it up up the string and I'll I'll get the tiller, top tiller and I'll put a little line on the top of the the Mm T-square and I'll slide it down and I'll put a line for the bottom of the tiller T-square.
0: That's a good yep. idea. I, I like, that the, same I like thing. the taping idea. He tapes, he tapes it instead of marking the T-square itself, which makes sense, especially for multiple bows. But go ahead, show us what you're, what you're talking about, Manny.
2: Yeah, so some people do their brace height this way. Like, they'll just click it in and then use, I don't know, the plunger, maybe the throat. I don't know. I do it the other way. So I go from the throat, because it's hard surface, right. and I make it vertical. And I don't know if you can see my mark. You can actually see the mark. Yeah. On, that, on that square mm-hmm. and i just kind of hold it right up and then i know exactly where it is so i don't have to remember that it's nine and you know not hardly any it's just a hair over nine right and same with the top and bottom you can see i have a mark i don't know mm-hmm. what you can see yeah we but i have see. marks for top and bottom and then what i do the bigger one for um for the knot is i use the shelf you right s- so a lot of guys-
1: look at the look at the cheater serving Look at the cheater serving. Look at it.
2: What's cheater about it? Oh, it's not way up here. <laughs> <laughs> so I use the shelf.
0: That's why right? he wanted to reserve it, John. <laughs> right? What's
2: cheating about that? He said, I can't see the top and the no, it doesn't matter. No. Anyway. So <laughs> yeah. all right, so you see this hard flat surface it's super easy to just push that on there. Yeah, That's like a hard that. flat surface. Yeah. And then, you know, so what, and then I mark my knots, you know, so I'm just mark the knot exactly on that hard flat surface. So it's just super easy to do instead of um, clicking in because this moves, like if you yeah. use that button, this, there's too much play here. And so I don't, I don't prefer that method. I just like the, that, that hard edge.
0: Yeah, it makes sense.
2: What's your serving set at, tough guy, so you can see my knots so, line right so, up with those?
1: Yeah, that's good. So, when you get play in yours, what I do is I take the T square and just I just push it like one the top or the bottom and hold it tight against the string. Yeah. So it stays. So it stays. Yeah, just
2: this this way. Like pull it
1: in. You mean? Like yeah, just, just like string? yeah, just, yeah, yeah. Just enough to hold it. Um, yeah. My, mine's, mine's probably like four and a half, five inches above the the knot i have a low anchor here so um at one point in time it wasn't here it was it was up a little bit higher and i had a serving like yours so the end serving was up here and i don't pay attention to serving like ever um so i didn't think anything of it and just changed crawl down to here because i was having a hard time getting the 50 meters um when i started going dropping weight a little bit and mm-hmm. i just didn't think anything of it brought it down shoot it i'm like oh perfect all right so now i get to crawl yeah. just a little bit and not bump in the knock anymore mm-hmm. And because uh, yep. it ended and I up have a... it ended like right here in my vision mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. it created a big stink <laughs> even though i i don't see it i don't use it um
0: yeah but yep, i remember that and i have
2: a separate it's... square for a couple setups and same with julie like i do like julie has no idea what her brace height is or tiller or where her knock locators are i do it for her and so I use a different square for her. So I have one for her, so I can just look at her stuff too, because I set her stuff up, and she's sticking her tongue out at me. Why don't you come here and stick your tongue out to these guys? The rest of the world's but, watching.
0: Yeah, why but she—that's she, the thing, though. Uh, she shouldn't. She should learn that. She can. She's she more should. capable, and yeah. that's one less thing that you, as a competitor, then will have to worry about. That's, that's correct. A, and that's from, exactly what, that's where my yeah, brain goes with that. You're, so
1: Julie's right. the reason. Why, so Julie's the reason why. It didn't work it out as well
0: they're talking about you.
2: yeah that's right because i'm paying so much attention to her trying to help her out i forget about my own stuff hey sh- sh- don't use foul language here
0: we're live family. it's a family show we curse all the time uh oh, dysfunctional family, family that is no we that, have a but... bunch
1: of kindergartners as guests in the background
0: <laughs> no that's that's all good stuff guys that's really good stuff for sure that that, but the serving thing, I mean, again, it's this goes back to I, I know we we were being making light of the situation a little bit, but the length of your serving like you check it friggin pay attention to it, because you're gonna get to a tournament. And if that, like, there's people in barebo that will call you on that. I, we know that for a fact,
1: it's just it's just like the PGA tour, you'll get people that call in, mm-hmm. like hours after the match, hey, you know, this person did this on that. And then the PGA will go back and review the footage and then assess a 2, point, uh, two stroke penalty. Um, but yeah, um, even even if you don't see it, just you know maybe someone take a video of you shooting or something that you could double check sure. yourself.
0: Yeah, and understand that like fifty meters, most of us aren't crawling a ton, if at all. You know, we we all crawl a little bit. A lot of the ladies won't. That's going to bring that serving is going to be a lot lower. If you were using that string for indoor season, you have a significant crawl. It takes that serving up. So you just naturally think, oh, yeah, serving's only up here. No issue. And then you go and, and you're no longer crawling this far and you're up against the knock. And then before you know it, that's it's sitting down here. You might not look at it. I, I don't look at it. I can't see it. Um, and but you need to pay attention to and all you, like I said, there are people who will call you on it and it will come out, and it'll come out in the worst time. It'll turn into a thing, and you don't, and be, just be mindful of where it's at. Or if somebody would start JD3 Strings, and then, because then you know you have somebody that's making a string that has, you know, the serving right where it needs to be, and there's absolutely zero question that it wouldn't be legal. So right good all right uh, good. anything
1: else on equipment i got a couple <laughs> more things on equipment um, i
0: well, don't safe. have anything else go ahead run okay.
1: with it um it's 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 a lot of it's tournament prep um related depending on what tournament you're shooting but you can't just like maddie was saying you can't control what other people are doing you also can't control the weather right so don't show up to your 50 meter game with five inch feathers we get wind you're screwed we get rain you're screwed so one thing uh, an avoidable mistake is show up with the right gear towards the game that you're playing okay if you're shooting 50 meters show up with some sort of vein uh preferably not fletching or feathers um and tab if you mark your tabs weatherproof your tab like weatherproof
0: those markings so they can't come off in the rain can you, can you tell people how, because you have a very novel way that you do it. Can you explain people how you do it? You, you know-
1: uh, it's a stubborn pain in the butt way, but um, I, I shoot the Yoast Predator. It's got a smooth surface that doesn't have the the, the lines in it. Um, so I take a uh, just a, a label. I get from Staples, a colored label. Um, and if you're super fancy, you can coordinate your labels to your bow colors and whatnot. But anyway, I get those labels. Um, I get the colored ones because they're a little bit thicker and they don't bleed as much but I take a little bit of super glue with a, with a, uh, one of the Loctites it has got the little uh, brush on it, lightly coat the yoast, and then I'll cut a strip of the, uh, the label and I'll stick it on it. So now the label is stuck to the tab. Um, and, and just like a Leatherman, uh, knife or something could just like pry it up, but you got to use a little bit of force, but it'll pry it up. Um, and then I'll put pencil. I'll mark my, my tabs with pencils because, um, Uh, an ink pen or uh, a marker will bleed. And the other reason why I I use pencil is if I'm still making my marks and figuring marks, I can erase them and put another one back in. Mm -hmm. Um, But I use pencil because I'll coat it with either a uh, fingernail polish or I'll use super glue and then quick spray it with that Bob Smith activator. And it's like instantly sealed, done. Um, But yeah, pencil, pencil won't bleed.
0: I always use a pencil. Makes sense. That's that's good stuff. And always have it always have a backup tab in general. So if you have one, get yourself a second one. Make sure the straps match, which is something I'm dealing with right now. Mine don't match. Um and when what was it? Uh was it shoot two, your tab in? Two or three years and shoot your tab in. Yeah. Shoot your tab in. Don't buy a new one and and Easiest. let it sit in there.
1: Easiest when you when you first start practicing. You know, if you're going out for a practice session, first two ends shoot shoot your tab in, and then go back to your gold gold standard. That way, after like a couple of weeks, your backup tab's already shot in, and then you can work on your marks. Don't bother playing with marks while you're trying to shoot your tab in, but uh, mm-hmm. use it as a practice ends to shoot your tab in. Yeah. Yep.
2: And there, and they do shoot a new tab shoots completely different than a broken in tab. I have a new student, and he's got a brand new tab, and I'm like. Don't worry, as you shoot, this thing will break in, the leather breaks down, it flattens out, the tab gets more comfortable, and the arrows shoot I a brand new tab for me, arrows will shoot two feet left. It's crazy mm. how different they are. So I'll a lot of times I'll take my my new bare bow tabs and shoot it in the yard with a like a heavy heavyweight like trad bow, like a 50-pound bow, and I'll just up close, just fling arrows into the target just to get that thing broken in um but the broken you're a broken in tab john that's right man what a difference you don't want to pull out a brand new tab it's not going to work (laughs) i mean it'll get you through but it isn't going to do the job you know
0: i use the kangaroo leather that yost has that to me is the easiest and seems to last a long time i have two plus the the um the hat the cowhide piece and that's it john i think uses a little bit of rubber roofing matt i don't know what, do you I'm have just cordovan and, and just the leather back, man.
2: nothing. Okay. Leather
0: yeah, back. I like cordovan. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I but found yeah, the kangaroo
2: creeks. Above. The kangaroo creeks. I've I've learned. I've I've used kangaroo before, and I've, um, it, which is interesting. So, um, I shot the um, uh, fair weather tab when I was doing Olympic recurve, mm-hmm. and I noticed it then. So when I, it, all of a sudden, for some reason, it would dry out, and I'd be at. Just like going through my motions, and I would hear like, like it would
0: creak. Really, the
2: tab would dry out and make like a creaky noise, like a, like I don't know how to explain it. I've never heard that before. I contacted Simon, and I asked him about it, and he said just maybe because of where you live at high altitude, I'm in a very dry climate, and it's very dry here. He said the leather may have dried out a little bit. He goes, just put oil on it, and I did that. I oiled, 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 and it did help a little bit. But I also did try his tab. The kangaroo leather on one of my Yoast tabs. I just took a piece and cut it on. I didn't know Eric had it, and it did the same thing. So it must be my my altitude and my climate. Yeah, but kangaroo that, leather yeah. tends to dry out, and it actually makes a click noise, and it it, like, <laughs> it kind of makes me jittery because I hear that little it's like a creak. Uh
0: like, oh, you're gonna give Joel goodness. another idea. No, I'm just I'm uh-huh. playing Joel. Just joke, just a joke. It's just jokes just jokes just that's jokes good. everyone but i
2: I prefer the cordovan definitely uh over anything
0: yeah that's that, that's that's good <laughs> that's good stuff i
2: even switched my i even switched when i was shooting that that um fairweather tab i actually bought cordovan and i made mm-hmm. uh, a split finger cordovan so i could i just couldn't get over that creak, that noise that little it's like a click and it makes me jumpy yeah
0: you know who i'll tell you who has uh joe joe kashurik has a really cool that the way he sets his tabs up that i don't know it's not neoprene? is it it's some like a uh, plastic uh rubbery thin piece that he cuts and puts in his tab that's that's outstanding and i'll, I'll the reason the two tab thing came up everyone is I was started to say 2 3 years ago Target Nationals we got literally every type of weather that you could possibly have had and it was raining it was miserable there was like lightning every freaking 30 minutes and if you try to shoot that same tab all day and it gets wet and you don't have a system a back a system of some kind to keep your tab dry have a backup to use flip flop tabs, every other end, if you need to, or whatever, whatever it is, then again, you, that's an, that's, that's an avoidable mistake, not being prepared for the elements, realizing you're going to bleed more points. You're already bleeding points because the weather's shitty. So let's, let's not add to that and, you know, have the right shoes, have rain gear shoot in your rain gear before you get to the tournament. Um, you know, just you know, think about those things ahead of time. Um, it, that's any tournament, really. But go ahead. What do you? What the you tabs
2: at? also. The tabs also have screws. I. That's another thing I do before we. I left for nationals. Of course, I tight. I just go over all these little stupid things, tightening these screws in here, just to make sure that they don't. Same Julie's tabs. I do the same thing with hers, and yeah. then again, going back to the bow. You know, making sure all these little guys are screwed in right. My grip. This, you know, what my plunger stuff, the stuff holding on my rest, you name it. You know, the collet screws, whatever. You know, screws are something so stupid that, you know, if you just go through everything one time, tighten it, Should I think we even did it at the house that night, just go through everything one time. Yeah, we all did. It's, it's good for a long time. It'll be good for a while. Basic, basic stuff. But you, if you don't think about it, you never know.
0: Well, I mean, you know what happens? You go, you shoot an arrow, and you're like, boom, and you hear this twang. And you're like, man, what is that? And then it just... You don't need those extra thoughts in your head. And I, and I think that's, that's one of the things I think is overlooked often um, is you don't need to, you don't need to be questioning things. You're there to shoot. You don't want to question anything. I don't want, you know, you don't want to question what's that noise. Is something loose? Is something happening? Because then you're, you have other thoughts in your brain What when, when you should be thinking about shooting the arrow and that's it and like that's when like when and I I was it was a it was a little bit of a joke sorry Julie but it was that idea of like if you have to worry about somebody else too like you like what if she has an equipment failure how are you going to shoot your you know try to that's again so for you and somebody who's shooting in those like in a, a relationship thing try to get that person brought up too so that for you on the competitive side you don't have to worry about that stuff that's that's one of my hardest things like as a coach is knowing you got multiple shooters around and you're working with people and you know like it's it's because it always occupies a little bit of your brain and it's just one of those things it's very hard to shut off and you know it's anytime you have something you're questioning or you're not knowing about or it's lingering in the back of your head you know but i know john has some more equipment stuff i think do you do you, you want to go over some more stuff or are you good
1: no, I think that was it.
0: All right, just the tab thing. And okay, all right, no, that's good. I'm going to look at the list, Let's see where we're at. I think we
2: went, I'm looking at it. I think we went through it.
0: Just about all the extra tab broken. In. Oh,
2: indoor. We did just looking at the la- the list, and this is stemming off probably. We should have gone right to it from outdoor, it was indoor. And then, um, when we switch targets, right? So, you know, we go to the we'll shoot those big bales in going back to indoor, we shoot the really big bale. And mm-hmm. then we have four targets on the bail. And then a lot of times, and I've seen this in Olympic recurve, we switch halfway through, right? And then all of a sudden you're yeah. shooting the top target when you should should have, should have been shooting the bottom target or vice versa. A lot of times, like I think what we do at Vegas and a couple other tournaments, they fair, give us yeah. our name car- our name cards and we put our name cards at our target. That is very helpful. Of course, if you can see that far, you can see your name down there. It does, It, it is helpful. But we make that switch and man, I've seen it. I think John, I can't remember. I think when we shot NFAA, that classic, I think you I did that. It? Or someone someone was on our target, did that, shot the wrong target. It may have been Chris. I can't remember. But yeah, you know, you got Chris. four targets on there. You got four targets on there, and all of a sudden you brain fart. It's nice when you but if you're the first one to step up and mm-hmm. there's no targets in the you don't you don't recall or remember, you're not paying attention, you could sh- simply shoot the wrong target. Just paying attention
0: field too well when you switch Mm -hmm. you switch the halfway point i mean i top to bottom yeah and that was like foreign to me i'm like like i forget and and joel joel was very good about it like when we shot together and we're like okay i'm i'm top frank you're lower left we like we would go run through like john said like the group would run through the hole make sure okay everybody we know where we're at because especially when you get to those those five meters the close the peepers like you should be walking away from that target with um like an 18 or better at least right. you know probably a 20 if you if you ha- you can make four good shots that's a really good target to get points back if you don't make any mistakes it's not easy it's not easy to do shooting a 20 is not easy i'm not i'm not making it sound that way but you know where you go you make a mistake say you have like a um you know like a 20 yard or something like that and you you flop one you have an opportunity to make up those points. Let's not make the mistakes on those easy targets. Not easy. Easy is not the right word, but I think, you know, what I'm getting at there. So, yeah. And um, then, you
2: know, back to, back to Robbie that those mistakes that we were talking about in, in the very beginning with Robbie shooting the wrong target and then shooting the wrong distance. So for people that don't know, when we had, we had outdoor target, uh, outdoor field nationals, Robbie won field nationals. And then immediately proceeding, we started shooting for, um, for the world games team trial Mm -hmm. and Robbie went from first to third and allowed me to come up to first because of those mistakes. And Ryan and I at the end tied for first place. And Robbie got to, uh, Ryan got to go to the world games because I didn't sign the waiver. And that was a whole other, that was a whole story um, for me and Robbie. I wanted I wanted nothing more than for Robbie to be able to go to World Games. I was like, Robbie, it's all you, dude. Like, I, I'm not even going to sign the waiver, so don't even worry about it. I want you. I don't want that pressure for you. And he didn't even <laughs> after that whole thing. You know, Robbie fell two places down and wasn't even a didn't even have the chance because it was only one spot. We only had one place for right. World Games.
0: Right.
2: And but those mistakes, those simple mistakes cost Robbie that that trip to go to World Games.
0: Yeah, simple mistakes, avoidable tournament mistakes is what they are. I think that's. I mean, we covered the list. Um, I you know you know what's gonna happen is, you know, in passing or in conversation, we're like oh we should have talked about this or oh we should have talked about that. So we'll have to like keep a list of running list going or something and just do a part two because we could probably continue to hammer on this like for hours and and talk about all the disciplines or even maybe take it a step further beyond the mistake um component and just like preparation component you know and 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 try to i don't know We'll we'll see we'll see what the response is to this one i think this one will help a lot of people though um i can't think of anything else off the top of my head uh, right now john you, you got anything you good i'm good i'm good maddie you good good. you're good all right i'm
2: good good. i don't know i don't know what else i think we covered
0: it all let me let me quick run through the comments let me see if there's any um (laughs) santo um let's see here got a couple people say they glue their knock their their knock sets i do not glue my knock sets i don't glue mine either I like to be able to adjust them if I have to. Um, I do tie. I actually stopped. I used to tie mine where they come through the middle. I now tie mine. I think like John does where they come out where the the the, the ends come out on the end because it just seems like it stays better. Mm. I way. saw.
2: Here's a quick tip. I mm-hmm. think I saw Steve Weiler do this. He actually takes. I use the blue glue for my knock points or for my my points in my arrows. Oh yeah. I saw a thing where Steve Weiler take. He's like, yeah, with that. Steve. Blue Warland, glue, I actually
0: saw, blue glue, yeah.
2: So I actually saw Steve take, he takes um his, what he ties his knots with, the string he ties, and he runs the blue glue on it. And then when he ties his knots, he heats the knot and that blue glue that's on the knot kind of melts in. And it's a softer glue. It's a softer hold. Um, I thought that was kind of a cool tip. I I'm going to start trying that. I usually serve, my knots and i just didn't do it for this tournament i don't know what the hell i was thinking but i was like oh the knots will be fine and they weren't i couldn't believe it. The freaking knot moved. but i serving your knot is another good a really good tip like serve your knots they do not move when you serve them like you know nice and long work it's like right under your eye
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean you you want to make them longer you don't you don't you, i mean
2: so there is a limit. Be careful what you're saying, because there's oh, yeah. a world archery limit. It's like is there? five millimeters or something. Oh, it's yeah. real. Yes, there. If you look in, yeah, there is a. There's how many wraps?
0: Wonder how many wraps that is. It's probably <laughs> the easiest way to remember it, because we don't. We're, we're it. probably <laughs> shooting,
1: We're probably all shooting illegal stuff. Illegal stuff. Yeah, you're probably right.
0: <laughs> Somebody will. You know, you shouldn't have said that, because now I I can think of someone who shall so remain nameless at the moment. They'll be running up and down the line, <laughs> measuring people's knock knock. Uh, pull out the uh, caliper yeah (laughs) yeah yeah, uh, this is illegal disqualified i do have
2: have another tip and this is not necessarily a tip but the very first time i shot vegas and the very first time i shot lancaster ill-prepared my very first time kind of stuff i was shooting um when i shot uh vegas i was shooting again blue glue points glued in And the morel targets, which are mesh, which they use when you're pulling an arrow out, if you have any lip on the point, it catches the point as you're pulling out. And I did. And my very first Vegas tournament, I was I lost all of my points in the practice targets in the practice bail. So I'm pulling and they're coming out. I'm like pulling out hollow shafts and I'm like. So that's when I met
1: John Wirt, by the way. Blue (laughs) glue. glue?"
2: (laughs) So that's when I met John John Wirt, by the way, and he fixed all my arrows free of charge. Love John Wirt, of course. He's like, I'll I'll take care of these for you. And he fixed my arrows for me. But I, yeah, blue blue glue.
1: And then I remember I wasn't there for the conversation, but I was there for the aftermath. where uh, I think Wirt actually introduced us and said, hey, uh, this is Maddie um he should be shooting barebow <laughs> probably that's probably how it went and i switched
2: over not too long after it was john word that convinced me to shoot i think
1: up. that was vegas i think that was it Vegas. it was vegas yeah and yeah, that's where we peed absolutely. next to each other <laughs> that
2: was vegas that was yeah that's right <laughs> that's how we met
1: <laughs>
0: oh that's so sweet straight out of the I urinal love,
2: i love telling that story hey, how I do that John yeah
0: well, you know I mean, we were all the dicks thing was- out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. This, this this podcast went the wrong way. With- hey, fast. I'll, I got it. I,
1: I got to say that moment that we met, I wasn't the one with flatter shyness.
0: <laughs> that's right. I just,
2: <laughs> I just stood there holding myself the whole time. These conversations
0: like, will, you will never see these conversations <laughs> on the push. I will tell you that much.
2: That's, no, that was funny.
1: Oh,
0: my God. As
2: soon as we were done, I'm like, all right well i'm just standing here he's done he goes and washes his hands I'm like i'm gonna go wash my hands and then we shook hands and then we, we're still laughing about the whole thing and we go out and meet julie i wanted to introduce john to julie and then i told her the story and we were all laughing and julie goes well did he wash his hands and john's like yeah i watched him He, washed <laughs> him he was like- <laughs>
0: oh people if you if you guys could You have no idea the conversations that go on between us, Um, especially in person when we're all together. It's crazy. Anyway. All right. Before this goes, any gets darker and weirder. I don't think we need to. uh, I don't think we have anything else unless you guys just want to BS some more. But thanks for thanks for coming on. Uh, I think we covered a ton of stuff and it's we all know better but we still have these moments, you know, moments of laziness, we'll call it weakness, whatever. Um, we got a quick question. Matt Reisman said, do you guys keep spare arrow rest set up? Matt, we all, we, the three of us all have backup bows that are pretty much identical or shoot the same. I try to set mine up so I can shoot the same arrows, same setup, same brace height, same tiller, same, everything's set up identical. Not everybody has that luxury. So you know, I've, but I've also watched John take the same bow, rip it apart, throw a new, like just on the fly, make changes, but he knows his equipment better than, than anyone. And probably anybody in barebow can just make adjustments on the fly. But Maddie, I know you have two setups, probably multiple at this point, you set up the same for, for the, for the different games, right?
2: Yeah. Excuse me. Yes. But I have two, I have two set up for, Uh, for 50 meter that we just did yeah yeah. and that was just by happenstance because i was like i took my my field set up and i was like all right i'm going to set another bow up just for extra for 50 meter um but now i have one for field one for 3d one for target one for indoor yes i'm blessed thank you doug den yes thank you doug den
1: you You should have two for field now because that's your next big one
2: well, so I might take my three D bow because I'm not going to Italy, so I'll take my three D bow and use that for a field backup. Gotcha.
0: Yeah. So, but I am
2: going to
1: Japan. Yeah, oh, Chile. Yeah. Is Franklin? Is Franklin going to Chile? I'll know.
0: Tomorrow. I don't know yet. You'll Man, know tomorrow. tomorrow. Know hey, tomorrow I
2: know if someone there. else nipping at your heels. I don't know if I should spill that bean right now. Uh, but- it doesn't matter.
0: Yeah, it doesn't matter. It's fine. If if it happens, it happens, but you know that's yes so wow i mean we're talking about it so americans will be sent team team usa will be sending four um men and four women barebow shooters to chile santiago i think that's where that at santiago, santiago chile. in november nice. um so barebow is going to get a chance to shoot at the pan-american games um it's a 50 meter tournament right yeah 50 meter only and um it's uh, November 21st to 27th. Right now, there are three people confirmed. Matt Yacca. Six
2: men, three, three women. I'm
0: sorry. Four, yeah, and men and women. Um, Matt, Rick Stonebreaker, and Marcus Cooley. And I am the fourth right now. I'm 99.9% sure it's, it's, a, it's a yes, but I will I have a meeting tomorrow. So with my boss i have to it's a work thing so gonna make everything's you know but anyway so it'd be cool and then women too we got fawn we have um oh my god amy cooley chrissy mm-hmm. who who was the other one amy cooley amy, amy cooley. cooley oh and uh and uh, maggie Susan Snyder. oh well maggie also put yes so that might change things
2: oh interesting okay so i don't know how that works
0: out yeah i don't know where she's at in the rank because she should be up there
2: oh interesting okay
0: yeah. all right Su- susan <laughs> yeah. should be know. in there because i think susan is like be. third i i i don't know yeah i don't yeah susan definitely i don't know where amy is and, and maggie i don't know where they are so it just it just depends on who's but if if for some reason i don't go like you said there there's i don't know who's behind i'm sure whoever it is, it doesn't matter. We're we're still going to have people going. And just the the format of that, all four shoot, all four compete in individuals, top three men, we reached out to Letitia and we were talking about this. Top three men will then do the the male team and and top three women will do male team. And then the top individual uh, male Male. score will shoot with the top female score in the mixed team uh, competition. So that's the way that works, but excuse me it's just an honor to have the opportunity to be honest with you i'm i'm pretty pumped about it i'm just happy to even have the opportunity if it happens at all so um but yeah it's pretty exciting for Bearbo. it's a big deal it's a big deal huge
2: i'm super excited
0: yeah definitely so all right that's it mad demmer and fatty maddie we're gonna bounce all right all right kids all right see you guys Bearbo project out peace